Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Relationships can be challenging at the best of times, but even more so in situations like the one we're dealing with in the world right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. Just over a month ago, many couples celebrated their love for one another during Valentine's Day, but today's guests say it's important keep that love going year-round. Doug and Tracy Amazubi are the founders of Dynamics Therapeutic Wellness Center. Today, they'll give us tips and advice on how we can keep our marriages strong and healthy all throughout the year. Today's guests are Doug and Tracy Amazubi. They are the founders of Dynamics Therapeutic Wellness Center. For those who don't know, what is Dynamics? Dynamics Therapeutic Wellness Center. Uh, we are a uh, wellness center. We provide all different sorts of therapy. Uh, we provide counseling for uh, individuals, couples, families. Uh, we provide um, different types of therapy, like art therapy, active therapy. Uh, we even have a massage therapist. Uh, we're trying to create a very holistic wellness center with Dynamics. And can you tell me where the idea for this came from? My husband and I both come from nonprofits. We both come from social services and some of the changes we've seen over the years in terms of uh, funding social services and politics. And uh, we just really wanted to start a place that we felt got back to old-fashioned values and the way people are treated the way clients are respected and treated and the way staff are respected and treated. And uh, we just felt like we wanted to do it the right way. And um, that's where that came from. What's been the best part uh, about this since you guys found it and created it? The best part? Uh, I have to admit it's been tough. Uh, it's uh, We're working against a system that... You know, it's a lot of changes have been happening recently because of uh, uh, funding for programs and um, needs of people. And um, the best part about it is our clients, really. We've got to meet some amazing people. Um, and But it is, it is tough working within a system that really um, makes it difficult and challenging for people to access services. And so... Um, but yeah, our clients have been the most amazing part of our program. And when it comes to those clients and the response that you're getting from them, as you say, it is difficult to find these resources and, and get a hold of these resources. What kind of response have they had to you guys with what you offer? I think people are really, um, relieved in some sense to be able to come to a place where, you know, there's not long waiting lists. I think people are surprised a lot of times that they can call us and we actually return their phone calls and we return their emails and um, we treat them as a priority instead of, you know, waiting weeks or not calling them back or not responding to their emails at all. Um, we hope that when people walk through the door, they feel like it's a warm, welcoming place for them. We work really hard at trying to create that milieu. And we want people to feel like they can just come and take a deep breath when they walk through our place. We're just trying to create, I guess, what you would call an internal spa, really. Uh, we really genuinely want to help people. And uh, it's tough out there nowadays. You know, there's a lot of lack of supports for people. People are struggling financially. Uh, there's a lot of burdens for people. There's a lot of past traumas that are affecting people's lives today, and they don't even realize that. There's a lot of relationship difficulties, so we want to we want to help with that, and we want to do it in a very genuine and authentic way, 
and uh, and get back to really the old-fashioned way of doing things. So, And you kind of mentioned this, but how important is it to have resources like this available? It's very important. People have to have a place to go. They have to have people to talk to and um, they have to have people that care. That's the most important thing is we don't want to treat, treat people like uh, this is just a job uh, and we, you know, punch a clock when we come in. But um, it's an honor to be in people's lives when they're struggling. It's it's a gift to you and you have to treat it as such. Um, you have to give yourself to these people. You really do. It's And it's a hard thing to do. And anybody that works in social services and health care, they do that on a daily basis. And it's really, really hard to do. It leaves you very minimal capacity in your own life to deal with your own stressors when you're taking that other people's burdens on every day. And, um, yeah, it's not easy, but it's a gift to be there. Um, so when a person comes to us and they're looking for support and they're making themselves vulnerable, it's uh, it's an honor. We're one month past Valentine's Day where everybody, you know, we focus on love and, and our relationships for that one day. But now we're a month past and a lot of people are like, mm, put it to the wayside. We've forgotten about it. Why is it important to keep that love going all year round and not just one day? I think there's a lot of couples out there that don't realize um, that there's a disconnect that starts even early in your relationship and you don't always know what happens. Sometimes it's different activities that draw you in certain directions. Sometimes it's having kids uh, that, you know, uh, cause you to, uh, to, to have a, a disconnect. Uh, sometimes it's jobs. There's lots of other different things. And you really, as a couple, have to... Uh, your marriage. Yeah. You have to guard your marriage from everything. You have to guard your marriage from whether it be a job, even your children. You have to guard your marriage. Um, and Doug and I practice four different things in in our relationship and that have been uh, significant for us and that have really helped us stay connected. And um, <clears throat> one of the things is, you know, to really be in love with, with God, you know, to have that really strong relationship. And when you're in love with somebody, you can't wait to be with them. You can't wait to talk to them. And it's, it's getting back to that sort of first love. Um, and the other thing is that we sleep naked. We do. Mm-hmm. We sleep naked Absolutely. because it increases your bond. It releases dopamine, you know, that skin to skin touch and oxytocin is then released. And that's that fuzzy, feel-good hormone that we all really enjoy, and it makes us want to re- repeat those experiences over and over again, right? And that love is so, so important. And that oxytocin being released whenever you give someone a hug, you know, that gets released, and it's it's a wonderful thing. Another thing Sleeping Naked does is it keeps the kids out of the bedroom. You want yes. to revisit the reason why you got together as a couple in the first place, and that's really lost, especially when you have kids sleeping in your bed and uh but it's a physical and spiritual connect that you have with your partner when you do that the other thing we do is we pray naked we get out of bed every morning and we go uh to bed every night and we get on our hands and knees and we do that um because it's the it's the most significant way of keeping yourself humble we believe and so that has made an incredible difference for us and the other thing that we do is we make our bed every morning 
I know it sounds insignificant, but it's really not. It's kind uh, of a nice start to the day that kind of helps you focus that, you know, you completed this task and then we're ready to take on the day. Yeah, those are the four things that we really, we practice in, in our marriage and it makes us close. We, we try and guard our marriage whenever possible. Again, from everything, um, Doug is about to, um, he's doing his master's and his nursing and, um, so I'm going back to school too. It's a way of staying connected. Uh, if he's going to be studying, then, uh, then I need to be studying too. It's, it's a, it's a, uh, an opportunity to stay connected. So we work really hard at doing that. Earlier you were saying that it's very important to be on the same page as the person that you're in a relationship with and to find that common interest. Yeah, and there's a lot of couples that I think that there's underlying resentments and disconnect and they don't even realize it's there. Uh, you almost have to start over in certain ways. And the four things that we practice, they really help us to do that. Um, uh, and also just serving one another is very, very important. I know the, our, you know, our Lord was the master of this. He served everyone and uh, I believe that the whole marriage relationship is just about serving your partner. And when you look into your partner's eyes, it's a mirror into how how you're doing in your marriage. If your your wife or your husband is, you know, satisfied, content, you know, is well with them, then you know that you're on the right track or you're doing a good job. Whereas if they're kind of, you know, kind of all over the place, then there's some work to do or there's some talking that has to has to happen in order for the relationship to grow and, you know, be fruitful, right? So so you, would you guys say that faith is like a number one priority in every relationship then? Absolutely. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know how people do do it without it. There's, uh, there's a spiritual world that we're living in and... Um, for example, you know, marital relations, that's a spiritual act. Do you know what I mean? God created us to do that. And it's a bond that happens. And I don't know how people live without faith. I really honestly don't know how that happens. And I certainly don't know how a marriage could work when you don't have that. Um, God gives you that peace that passes all understanding and he gives you insight and wisdom and he gives you an unconditional love for your partner and your family and uh, I honestly don't know how people survive without it um, it's crucial to our marriage uh, and it makes our marriage fantastic. I mean, Doug is very easy to live with. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> not everybody is as easy as, as he is to live with. Um, but um, it keeps us close. And that's what you want to do as a couple because it's so easy to disconnect with cell phones nowadays and social media and jobs and activities. And it's just and when you start on that disconnect, couples don't even know what happens. And then all of a sudden you're just living separate lives and then there, a resentment starts to build and you don't even know where that resentment started it just started because your lives have gone in, in a different direction and you have to protect your marriage from everything like we said even your children your children can cause that a lot of things that we're seeing nowadays is a lot of anxiety in children and and we believe some of that is caused because you're putting your children on a pedestal over your marriage your child has become more important than your marriage has, than your partner. And um, that in itself is going to create anxiety in young people when you do that. When you put your child before your partner, 
um, it, that's not the way things are meant to be. And I know a lot of moms are going to say that they struggle with that. Absolutely. So if they do struggle with that, what are some tips that, that you would say? It is a constant battle. When you're, uh, when you experience that agape love, um, for your child, because that's the type of love that you experience for your child, you, um, you want to make sure everything is perfect in their lives. You want to make sure that they're safe and they're healthy and you work so hard at trying to make that happen. And sometimes you just got to give it up to the Lord and trust him instead of trying to strive and make that happen all the time. And watch what happens when you put your spouse ahead of your child. Not only that, but you're setting an example for your child of what a good, positive marriage is supposed to look like what a healthy marriage is supposed to look like. People forget that children are sponges. It doesn't matter what you say to them. They watch everything that you do. And that's what they're going to learn from, mm-hmm. is what you do. It doesn't matter what you say, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, it's role modeling. Uh, yeah. Essentially, you're, you're just role modeling for, for your, your kids, and you want to show them how to live and how to treat one another well, and so that they have grew up healthy and happy and have good relationships with, with you know, their future spouse, right? And that's ultimately what um, parents sh- should be looking to do. And I know it's not easy. I know it's, it's, it's tough if you have kids. They take up a lot of your time, and they are a high priority, but you have to make sure that um, your spouse is a high priority. In the end, everyone benefits, I guess, then, right? Everybody benefits. And, you know, children grow up with this concept of God that's created to them by their parents. That's how they understand God. That's why, you know, um, when you grow up in in an unhealthy family, an abusive home, people really struggle to understand that there's a loving God out there because of that reason. And so if you create that healthy home and a healthy marriage for that child, that's what you're role modeling, but you're also representing God to them. And that is really, really important to remember. It's hard to do, um, but I'm telling you, setting those boundaries for kids, keeping them out of your bedroom, um, you know, when you, when you need your private time with your spouse, putting your spouse before your children, it's hard to do, but I can tell you a miracle will happen in your marriage when you begin to do that. What about things like communication and all the basics that we always hear about? You need to communicate, you need to um, be honest. What about stuff like that? Doug and I have a, ch- a nesting chair. Uh, that we bought from Urban Barn, <laughs> which he did not want me to buy in the very beginning. It was, no, 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 we're not buying this chair. Uh, it's our discussion chair. We have a place where we can go. We sit close, uh, and we have all of our serious discussions there together in this chair. It's our serious spot that we go to. Uh, and, yes, you have to talk. Doug and I talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And you just enjoy that person's company. Like we can talk for hours and hours and hours and hours uh, about different things. And your parents did that. You t- yeah, my <laughs> parents were very much like that too. They would talk into the middle of the night, and yeah, they they really enjoyed that that friendship, right? Even though even though you're married, you're spouse, husband and wife, but there's also that friendship bond as well too. It's it's quite amazing when it's really working well. Yeah, it's uh, putting away those resentments and not allowing them to be there. 
and really just becoming friends again, like hang out with your partner. <laughs> uh, it requires sacrifices. You know, one of the things that we do with Dynamics is we do uh, personality typing. Uh, and in that, it discusses, um, you know, four different dichotomies, uh, introvert and extrovert. Well, that's how people re-energize themselves. And if you have a spouse that's extroverted and you're introverted, that's going to cause conflict right there. And there's other significant areas in that as well that can cause conflict. But being aware of it uh, for the first thing is is um, is helpful. And uh, but, yeah, be friends with your spouse. Go out and do things and really try and stay on the same path. Uh, whenever possible. It's too easy. And there's distractions everywhere. And some of those distractions are even your children. So just keep dating pretty much as if you were back in the dating phase. Yeah, you have to. And it's really hard with kids. Really, really hard with kids. It's it's very, very difficult. So it's just remembering what's important and realizing that you're actually giving your children the best gift that you could give them when you're giving them a happy marriage. And uh, that in, in itself is incredible. Like a lot of people don't realize that you're actually placing your children as a priority when you're pr- when you're putting your priority into your marriage. It's uh, it's an incredible thing for people who want to learn more about the two of you or about your dynamics. How do they go about doing that? They can call us. They can email us. We promise to return your call and uh, and emails because again, that's uh, we're trying to do things differently. We're trying to be genuine and uh, and we really want to help people. There's a lot of people out there that need help. So, thank you so much for joining us today, Tracy and Doug. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.